Straw Hut Media. Have you ever heard of the platform OnlyFans? How about Just for Fans? Today we're talking to Rick and Griff, a married couple who four years ago found a place to express themselves on Instagram. That is, until censorship started holding them back. After having their account disabled and being shadow banned multiple times, they found new success on a new platform. We'll talk about their backgrounds in the arts, how they move from Disney sing-alongs to photographing their ding-dongs, and how platforms like OnlyFans are shifting power back into the hands of adult performers. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. My name is Rick Twombly. And I'm Griff King. And we live in Atlanta, Georgia. And we're married. <laughs> Four years ago, they were just an adorable married couple living in Georgia. Then one day, Rick caught Griff in the kitchen. Uh, he loves Disney and musical theater, and he was cooking one day, and I caught him lip syncing to the uh, Ursula song from Little Mermaid. And it was super cute. You can probably guess what happened next. Rick put the video up on Facebook and woke up the next day to hundreds of thousands of views. Then their friends started encouraging them to keep going. And so I was like, well, sure, if people want to see this type of thing, I guess we could do that. And the rest is history. <laughs> and there you go. The content that followed was mostly lighthearted videos of two men in love. There was a lot of singing, dancing, joking around. And as time went by, Rick says they put more and more effort into creating content, while still never taking themselves too seriously. And it is a very idealized version of our lives. Outside of their online personas, they still have normal lives. You can tell by scrolling through their feed that fitness is very important to them. Rick was a professional dancer for Disney and Cirque du Soleil for 15 years. And I was Tarzan for Disney for quite a few years. After retiring from his dance career, eight years ago, Rick started his own personal training company in Atlanta. Meanwhile, Griff works as a graphic designer and a marketing consultant. I'm pretty much kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to <laughs> things in the art world. They both had artistic backgrounds and had fun shooting new content for Instagram. And as their following continued to grow, a friend told them about a brand new platform called OnlyFans. And so we looked into it and I was like, okay, well, this seems pretty straightforward. It's basically just a, a Facebook, but people have to pay to see what you put on it. And we said, why not? Let's give it a try. What's it going to hurt? It definitely evolved over time. Right. To where we would get a little bit more edgy. Um, we would pretty much narrow things down to what people really wanted to see. Right. You know, it, it, it took time. But once we figured out what sort of our fan base wanted to see more of, we went more in that direction. So, As of February of this year, OnlyFans had 20 million registered users and claims to have paid out $400 million to 200,000 content creators. But what exactly is OnlyFans? Basically, it's a website that democratizes X-rated content. It's a place where subscribers, or fans, pay models and influencers, usually somewhere between $5 and $20 a month, to view photos and videos that are too edgy for Instagram or Facebook. 
Fans can also DM and tip to get content created on demand. And this kind of gave us an outlet for people to see more than what was portrayed on these uh, other platforms. And, and also not have to worry about getting censored. Right. Or getting our account shut down. So yeah, they went from G-rated to X-rated in about four years. Rick says it wasn't a big leap for him. As a lifelong performer, he says he's always been comfortable showing off his body. Griff, on the other hand, was a different story. First of all, he comes from a traditional Southern family. And he also had a corporate job. Right. Uh, I had to um, be careful with what I put out because I didn't want people maybe to take screenshots and see my tattoos and this, that, and the other and give them to the higher up. So I was definitely a little bit more on the cautious side. So it, it took a little bit longer for right. me to get comfortable. It didn't take me long at all. Oh, no, no, you know, Rick was <laughs> I, right I don't mind there. showing it all. I'm like, whatever. So then how did you, how did you convince Griff because up until then, like the photo shoots you did were sexy, right? But they were also very like mm-hmm. stylized, like the one you right, did correct. where it's like themed after the playing cards. So you kind of went uh-huh. from like that where there's a lot of tease to like full on boner. How did you convince <laughs> Griff to do that? Uh, I think it, I didn't, it didn't take much convincing when uh, we started to see the numbers in our bank account grow. <laughs> right. And, and, and after that, it became... Uh, it became a, a thought process of what is going to, what's the big breadwinner here? What do people want to see? And so I got more comfortable with the idea and slowly over time I showed more and it, you know, it, it finally turned into what it is now. And I think it's curated. Uh, Even when we do like show everything, like you said, we still try to put a, a thought into it and yeah. make it, you know, make it artistic in some ways or like we we try to keep it at a certain bar that's one thing that someone came up and said to me uh one night at the bar he said thank you for putting a lot of thought and effort into what you do because a lot of people out there will just post a video and it's you know for lack of a better term it's just cheap porn and Putting together something with style, it gives us an aesthetic. It gives people something to really enjoy. Because at the end of the day, that's our backgrounds are from the arts. So we just try to incorporate that into everything we do, really. Another thing they incorporate into their content? Other people. But they're not in an open relationship. Uh, so I guess, what is it, the Will and Grace term, they called it monogamish. Monogamish. <laughs> yeah. um, or slightly ajar. Like, you know, so there, there's definitely boundaries in our relationship that we don't cross. Bringing in other people isn't just a show they put on for their subscribers. It's just a heightened uh, version of our real lives. We Because we do want to still, on top of the fantasy, underneath, be our genuine selves. Before being together, neither of them had ever been in a relationship that wasn't completely monogamous. I had been in a seven-year relationship before Griff. Uh, Great guy, loved him. And the last three years of it, we didn't have sex, not once. And we weren't open to do anything with other people. So basically, I was just living with my best friend and my roommate and not having any sex. And so when we started dating, that was a kind of a concern for me because I didn't want to catch myself in another relationship that ended up being sexless. So I just kind of mentioned one day, I was like, would you be into like spicing things up? Not that our sex life needed spicing up at that time or like we've never had a problem with that. But I said, would it maybe keep things interesting if we, 
you know, played around with this idea. And at first, Griff was not into it. Yeah, in, in the beginning, I always equated sex with love. And when it was brought up in the beginning, I was completely against it because I didn't know how to differentiate sex from love. And yes, I had like these urges and whatnot, like every red-blooded male does, but trying to separate those two took a little bit of time for me. And so there was a lot of communication. Rick said, <laughs> a lot of communication. <laughs> Rick said that we would try, try it, and then during the process, communicate with each other and if something goes wrong shut it down immediately if somebody starts to feel uncomfortable yeah. or left out you know there was a lot of discussion for a long time before the first time we tried it and we tried it and it was fun and we had a good time and we communicated afterward about how we felt about it and about each other and about uh the whole thing and we we're like and that wasn't so bad. It actually was kind of fun. Mm. And of all the things that we could possibly fight about that we do fight about, our sex life has never been one of those things. No, not at all. So we've we've uh, we figured it out. It's we mainly fight about laundry. <laughs> we fight about doing the laundry. That's yeah. what we fight about. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, is there a place for edgier content on Instagram? And shadow banning, does it exist? One big factor in Rick and Griff's decision to join OnlyFans was censorship. Rick says that since Facebook bought Instagram in 2012 for a billion dollars, the content guidelines changed. I have my own opinions about it. I definitely think that there is a bit of targeting when it comes to the things that they decide are appropriate or not appropriate for their platform. For example, Instagram accounts like Playboy or Maxim regularly showcase naked women's bodies with teeny tiny stickers or pixelation over their nipples. And if we were to post anything similar to what are on those accounts, it gets immediately removed and then eventually leads to our account getting disabled. And then once the account comes back, then we are shadow banned, meaning that when you search for our, it's even though it's there and it's functioning, if you search for us, you can't find it. And our we went from gaining like 10,000 followers a week to literally gaining no new followers because nobody, they just hide the account. So. And, and shadow banning is... Uh, they, it doesn't exist, they, they say. Yeah, they, they deny it <laughs> up and down. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's a it's a thing. It's real and it's silly. Let but... me tell you, it's a witch hunt. It's, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. They're coming for me all the time. It's, you know, rude. <laughs> Thank you, Trump. Thanks, Donald. Uh -huh. You know, I'm actually looking at the Playboy account right now, and I'm going to show you mm -hmm. the photo. But mm -hmm. I actually showed this photo to Ryan before the call. I was giving him examples. Mm -hmm. So I'll show it to you. And you can tell uh -huh. me... Is, uh -huh. is she if completely we, <laughs> naked? Yes. And if we were to post a photo that had our hand covering our dicks, yeah. it would be removed and our account would get disabled. Right. And so like the photo I'm looking at for listeners who cannot see it, it's of a model and she's completely naked. She's covering her private bits with her hand mm -hmm. and right. her nipples are exposed, but they're like slightly pixelated. But yes, from afar, they just put a little pixelation over it. Like that You looks, can't tell they're pixelated from afar. Have you heard of that term before? Shadow banning? Like Griff said, Instagram doesn't openly admit to shadow banning. But users who have had issues with censorship know it well. 
In fact, users who post what's called borderline content experience it regularly. And the borderline content means, well, you're not technically breaking our rules, but we don't like what you're doing, so we're going to keep your account from showing up on homepages, in searches. When So if you want to find our account, you literally have to type out the entire name of our account. So you, it doesn't pop up when you type in just Rick and it like you have to type out Rick and the Griffopotamus. And when you hit the S at the end of Griffopotamus is when it pops up. So so they just make it really hard for your account to become discoverable by new followers. And you don't show up in hashtags. You right. don't. Yeah. You're completely invisible. You become for invisible all, for yeah. all intents. So the only people who can see our, our content when we post it are people who currently follow us. At the time we recorded this interview, Rick and Griff were dealing with the fallout of being shadow banned. But since then, they seem to have bounced back. I wanted to know, is there a place for edgier content on Instagram? When it comes to queer content, Rick and Griff say there isn't a place now, but there should be. Instagram should say, okay, we've gone ahead and blocked this account for, for you. <laughs> so you don't have to see this. And because it's not offending other people. Right. So there should it, it, there should be some kind of creators shouldn't be the ones automatically penalized just because one person gets offended by something Snowflake because the, because society. because then it just it snowballs and then there's no stopping it. If everybody everybody got penalized because somebody was offended by something they posted, then it, it makes no sense. Age restricted content is another possible solution. They think having an account be like this is for 18 plus. And nobody can see that account if they're under 18. That protects kids from seeing, you know, inappropriate content or borderline content. And then on top of that, if you want to, in your settings, say, please hide like a uh, 18 plus content from my feed. And then your people can be proactive about deciding what shows up on their homepage. And if they find, and if something does show up that is offensive, block it. One person can't decide what's moral for another person. You know. <laughs> have, you, have you lived in this country? <laughs> well, oh, goodness. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with nudity. Nudity is not is not offensive. And it, like just because one or two or three or four hundred people find nudity offensive does not make it bad or or gross. And it can be beautiful. And when you start censoring the human body, which is very natural and which is very beautiful, just because somebody's doesn't want to look at a penis, let's even say not even look at a penis, but even the hint of a penis or the idea that a penis might be there under somebody's hand. Like it's crazy. Or under somebody's clothes. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody recently and they were talking about, they were not from the United States. And you know, they, they said, you guys are so behind the times with, with everything. You make the British look like bleeding liberals that are <laughs> leading the progressive way. And yeah. I said, you know, you're not wrong. And it, it it's just funny that we're still caught up in this. Well, uh, here and here's another thing that we all have to just, you know, call a spade a spade. People aren't responding or liking cupcake photos or pictures of kittens, right? Not our demographic. Right. If we post a picture of food, 500 likes. We post a picture with our bulges or our asses showing 25,000. Like, you know, people are like, it's clear what people are responding to. So why these platforms want to hide the content that is what people are there responding to, it, it's backwards. When we finally decided to just pull back on some of our more borderline content, if you will, they all of a sudden we were getting notifications that 
things were being removed. And I'm like, what in the world is this that was removed? And they, it, they blur it, which is they won't <laughs> let you see what was removed. So, so of course I had to do my detective work to figure out what these, what are these things that are getting removed all of a sudden? And they were going back in our archives of stories like years old, like one or two year old stories that had only been up for 24 hours at the time and are no longer visible. And they were removing them from our archives. Which then goes against, because you, uh, uh, once some things get removed, you only have a certain number of times before your account is right. shut down. And so then every time it would happen, our account get, would get disabled and it would be disabled anywhere from 48 hours to a week to a month. And just over the last several months, it was disabled over the course of a three-month period 12 times. Rude. Rude. <laughs> rude. rude. It is rude. So is that that's part of your shift over to OnlyFans is where like you can share the content they really want. Absolutely. And also Twitter. Yeah. Like I love Twitter. Like twi- I never ever understood Twitter. I wasn't anybody who thought anything about having a Twitter account until this started. And then Twitter's just, it's like, it's how Instagram used to be. It's fun. And you can post whatever you want. And and it, there's just like, ish, ish yeah. Um, and that's, I don't know, there's not any stress. Instagram is so stressful now. Like they've made it so stressful to um, do like the kind of account that we have where you have to really be creative in coming up with content, which I appreciate. I mean, I like being creative, but even when you you are following their rules, you never know. It, it changes every day. Like their guidelines and the, with this borderline content, they can decide anything is borderline at any time. Um, there were pictures we posted. We were completely clothed in just like a jock strap, I think. Um, and apparently our bulges were too uh, offensive even though we weren't erect, we just had, you know, normal, I mean, men have bulges, just like women have breasts. Like, you know, if you're, if a woman's in a bra, you're going to see her boobs. And if we're in underwear, you're going to see a bulge. Nope. That was too much and removed and disabled. And as hard as Instagram tries to censor them, Rick and Griff are thriving. Their new clothing apparel line produces underwear, fitness wear, and onesies. They have an erotic coffee table book, calendars, a full deck of playing cards, and they even made a very special fan request. The one that came from our fans mostly is the uh, the dildos, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I never thought I I never <laughs> thought that that's something that I would uh, have done. But I said, well, hey, if that's something people are requesting, then why don't we? And so we had somebody that works in the movie industry here in Atlanta that works in uh, the special effects, does all like the prosthetics and moldings for movies. Uh, and he got in touch with us when he saw the comment on one of our posts and he said, I'm actually starting a side business where I'm going to start doing this. If you would like, I can come by and we can do a mold and I can produce these for you. And he did. And they're, they're great. So if you're in the market for some super dreamy, super steamy content, check out Rick and Griff on all their platforms. On Twitter, they're at Rick and Griff. And on OnlyFans, they're at OnlyFans.com slash Rick and Griff. On Just for Fans, they're at Just for dot fans slash Rick and Griff. And on Instagram, they're at Rick and the Griffopotamus. That's R-I-C-K underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-E underscore G-R-I-F-F. O P O T A M U S. Hippopotamus, but with Griff at the beginning. We want to know, Pride listeners, what are your thoughts on censorship? 
Have you ever been shadow banned? Tag us on Instagram or Twitter, or send a voice recording to pride at strawhutmedia.com. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. Please stay safe, stay healthy, stay home, and listen to podcasts. It might not necessarily be homophobic. It might just be penis phobic.